0: I'm Ed Gross, and you're listening to CloserWeekly.com's Classic TV and Film Podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. Whether you're talking about Bo Duke on The Dukes of Hazzard, Jonathan Kent on Smallville, or Jim Cryer on his current show, The Haves and Have Nots, John Snyder has been a part of Classic TV for the past 40 years. On top of that, he's participated in Dancing with the Stars, has enjoyed great success as a country music singer, recording nine albums and 18 singles. And now he's a part of a variety of music festival events that are pretty mind-blowing in the way that they're growing. All in all, diversity has kept him relevant to the world of entertainment. All of that sounds like John is sitting on top of the world, and when it comes to optimism and creativity, he certainly is. But things haven't always been easy on the financial side of things, which he describes as often treading water. In the following conversation, he reflects on the journey so far and the bright future he sees on the horizon. I'm just thinking to myself that over the years... You've done such diverse things between Dukes and 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 Smallville and the music and and dancing with the stars and all that is that I mean is that what you think is responsible for the longevity of your career?
1: Um I think the yes but the reason I do all that is I feel like I'm just getting started. So I keep I keep thinking that uh this next one is going to be the one and that's <laughs> <sounds> kind, of, <laughs> kind of crazy, but I looked at uh, people say, Oh my gosh, you've done so much. And really from my perspective, I haven't, I haven't begun. I've yet begun to fight. So I, I keep wanting to do diverse things uh, because, you know, I, I'm sure we talked about this before. I was a theater brat. Right. So in, in theater, you hang a light and you act in it and you, sing and you put on a beard, you know, you do your own makeup, you do your own home stuff. So, um, it seems to me like it's just the same thing I was doing back in the sixties and seventies. Um, but I really do feel like I'm just, I'm finally getting started with this last year with dancing to the stars and with the big event we just did <laughs> at the, at the, uh, property here. I mean, we had 10,000 people in our backyard. Wow. hit rock on, on a stage we built. So, you know, it was a big, it was a big, big thing that I think may, may have catapulted us. We keep saying, Alicia and I keep saying, I think we just turned a corner. Right. Um, now, people would say, oh, no, I just turned a corner before, but no, not really. Because I really, as, as diverse as it's been and as fun as everything has been, I really, I really feel like I've been, I've been stuck on about a three of a, of a five stage career. And I've been, I've been treading water there, uh, for the last, well, maybe 15 years. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think of a, of a chronic overachiever anyway. Right.
0: But but why do you mean, why do you feel you've been treading water, though? I mean, why do you feel like it hasn't, in what way are you treading water? I guess that's the best way to put it.
1: Um, still having financial issues. Okay. You know, still making still making enough to keep keep going. Uh, but not really making enough to get over the over the hump where I can take a deep breath and say, "Okay," you know. Not having uh, not having any. Uh, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a druggie. I don't have any expensive habits except I make I make uh, movies and music. Right. That's all right. <laughs> That's a good one habit. to have. Though, but I don't have any. I don't have any damaging. Expensive habits. Habits. I have a. I have a, a financially damaging divorce that won't go away. Well, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, you know, in my the whole time, uh, I always, i always bet on that this thing, whatever this thing is, it's going to be the one that will catapult me into uh, spending ten dollars and making fifteen. Right. So when I say treading water, I've I've for the last uh the last 5 years, 6 years it's been great. But what's been happening is I've been spending $10 and making $10. So it's been like treading water. Head above water. Yeah. Yeah, and prior to that I would spend $10 and make six.
0: Right. So that's an improvement anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and, and then we had our big floods, our two floods in two thousand sixteen. Which kind of, you know, there are there are things that are beyond my control, but there are you know there are things beyond everybody's control. And I'm right. I'm not a uh, I don't look outside and go. There's something wrong out there. Something out there has to change. No, I look at what I'm doing, and Alicia and I plan, and we say, okay, well then something we we have to we have to push this boulder. We can see the top of the hill and i think now we're on the top of the hill and now we're going to give it the old heave ho and and uh, push it down the other side so that we can coast a little bit before we get to the next hill right
0: <laughs> absolutely and there's always hills there's always going to be a hill in front
1: of you We yeah, you all know that that's the that's the nature of everybody yeah exactly now every everybody has that has that same issue although you know a lot of people granted don't don't uh uh don't want to be self sufficient. They just want to be, they want to make enough to survive so that they can live for the weekend. And God bless them. I've just never been that guy.
0: Right. For people who don't know what this is, like you were just talking about, how you had 10,000 people there. Describe what you're trying to achieve there. You know, what is it you're doing that you're trying to turn that $10 into $15?
1: We have great musicians come in. We've had we had twenty bands this uh, this weekend for my birthday. It's called Bose Extravaganza. <laughs> nice. So, so we had the bands come in uh, from great uh, R and B singers out of Nashville to great R and B singers out of New Orleans to wonderful local talent from all around here. To uh, a friend from Trick Pony, which was a huge country band, to another friend from Confederate Railroad, which was another huge country band, uh, to me and my band, uh, Kid Rock came and closed the closed the party down. Nice. Uh, my friends from the Dukes of Hazard. I had Tom Wopat here and Byron Cherry. Uh, also, several of the cast from the show I'm doing now, which I just love, The Hats and Have Nots. They showed up to support, uh, Butch Patrick showed up. So it's a, it's a very diverse crowd of people and a car show. Um, but when I say spend 10 to make, to make 15, uh, anybody who's ever tried to buy for a restaurant or a store knows that if you, if you're buying t-shirts, you buy, you have to figure out, try to estimate how many t-shirts you're going to sell, uh, so that you don't have any left when you're done. Right. So it's very, very nuts and bolts sort of stuff as well. How much beer do you have to buy? How many soft drinks do you have to get? What's your soft drink to water ratio? What happens if it rains? (laughs) Yeah. What happens if people think it's going to rain? Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot. So Alicia and I are always all in on everything we do. Um, because, like I said, we believe this is going to be the one. Now, this weekend I think was the one. Um, we we had a lot of a lot of expense on infrastructure to get ready for this weekend. So, we I wouldn't say we made anything, but we didn't lose anything. So, mouth and nose above water now. Nice. So that yeah. So that's nice. And both feet paddling, you know. Sometimes you've got just one nostril and one foot, and then your <laughs> hands tied behind your back.
0: Right. <laughs> but you're setting up. I mean, and this is the thing I just want to clarify for people who are listening to this: is you're you're setting up what concerts, stage shows, you know, theater? I mean, what exactly? What are you trying concerts, to do? Well, on a both basis? extravaganza
1: is a is a concert, uh, celebrity like fanfare event where people get to actually come and hang with people. Okay, uh, and a car show. And it's Louisiana, so we had a—they uh, call it a croushan delay. I have no idea how to spell that, but it's basically a pig roast. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we had pig roast. We had uh, gumbo. We had étouffée. Uh, we started off on Saturday morning with uh, a beautiful rendition of the the uh, Star Spangled Banner, and then I took a a bow and arrow and and uh, with a explosive charge on the front and, and blew up an outhouse. <laughs> in the true, in the true sense of Dukes of Hazard. There you go. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, it's outside. It's an outdoor festival, and our our intent, and we we really did this this weekend, is for not only uh, the crowd to come and meet new friends that they will continue to communicate with, but uh, from here on out, which happened, but also our our artists same thing you know meet meet another guitar player meet another drummer meet another person that goes out and uh, and tours on a bus to parts unknown most of the year that you didn't know yesterday right. you didn't know this morning and that worked too meet another meet another tv star that uh, it was a thrill for me to have butch patrick here because he's one of the few that i actually grew up watching on the munsters right so he's the last survivor of the Munsters, but uh, it was great to have him here to have a Munster coach and Dracula in in my backyard. Basically, it was such a such a thrill. So that's that's Bo's extravaganza. Uh, we're going to do a similar thing. Uh, also, let me throw throw two other folks in here. Uh, we had the uh, the eighteen wheeler from Smoking the Bandit and a Trans Am and a Smoking the Bandit. Uh, we call them tribute artists now. We don't call them uh, not imp- uh, what do we used to call them impersonators? <laughs> impersonators. No, or lookalikes or celebrity. Yeah, I, lip- I almost said imposter. Yeah. Well, no, so, we had, uh, so we had them. Yeah, they're they're called tribute artists now. It was great. So we had a we had a Jackie Gleason, you know, Buford T. Justice wandering around, and Burt wandering around, nice. and Junior and Sally, we or Frog. We had a, all those folks running around. It was wonderful. So. This was really car based. Our Bose Extravaganza is heavily Dukes and heavily cars. Right now in July, we're doing—and don't laugh—but we are doing our Bose-ar. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, no, no, no! Wait, no—that's Christmas. That's, that's Christmas. Christmas. Okay. July is the is the barbecue? <laughs> A barbecue? Oh no! A barbecue. Oh, no. We're all patched potatoes out there. We're doing a barbecue. So, yeah, we're uh, we're embracing our inner our inner bow uh, out here. And uh, thank God Kubotas are orange because if, if they weren't, I'd have to, I don't know, have to paint a John Deere orange. So we got our <laughs> Kubota tractor. Um, so, so you're doing July, events,
0: basically. Go- That's the idea is you're doing events.
1: We're doing events. That uh, in bringing these events to a part of Louisiana that is, we have, we have a stoplight. We have one light in Holden. Okay. That's it. Wow. So we're bringing thousands of people to a uh, to, uh, uh, 58, sometimes 100-acre piece of property because we rent parking, uh, where that would never happen. Just Just couldn't. It's barely a wide spot in the road, and this community has been so fantastic. Uh, our neighbors walk across the field and come in. Our, our neighbors on the road here are always invited just to come in. Show your license if you're, if you live on this road, then come on in free of charge. Kids 10 and under are free. So yeah, we're doing, we're doing events in a place where events really have not ever happened before. And you're bringing people uh, in.
0: That's the important thing. People are coming to the And we're
1: now. bringing people in. Right. So we're, we're helping people who live here appreciate where they live. And we're helping people who have never been here before go, wow, this is a great place. I want to come back. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it was fantastic. And to have that many people. And I jumped to general Lee. I actually did it and yeah. you didn't break your leg or anything. That's, That's great. <laughs> I did not break my leg or my neck or my head or my sternum or any of those important parts of my body. Good. I wasn't even sore. Um, we had our stunt guys from Duke's here, uh, that coordinated it and a great kind of a Duke's tribute artist <laughs> unto his own. Uh, James Smith is another stunt guy that built the car and promised me I'd be safe. Uh, if I did this, this, and this. So I was, uh, in great hands, our, our buddy, Jack Gill, who doubled me on Dukes for a bunch of it. And also, uh, has been stunt coordinator on the last four fast and furious movies was here to coordinate it. So, you know, he's the real, uh, yeah. So it was, it was great. Flew in on a helicopter. He put the skid down on the top of the general Lee. I stepped off the helicopter flew away and the crowd went wild. Nice entrance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that's great. Yeah. Though.
0: You know, what's funny is, is you know, we we're talking earlier about, like you said, the whole thing about treading water and all that sort of thing. I think the impression people have about a celebrity in general. But if you want to look at your career in particular, it's like, what are you talking about? This guy was on the Dukes of Hazzard. This guy was on Smallville. Yeah. For a few years in that decade and a few years in that decade but there's a lot of right, time yeah. in between
1: right and now a few years i've, I've done now perhaps and have not right
0: exactly
1: Next seasons i think we've done yeah and there's and there's a lot of work in between and that's what music does too right but what people what people uh what people can't understand is that a a television show what what i do has a shelf life I'm not a Twinkie. A Twinkie will outlast all of us. <laughs> well, that's for I'm sure. More of a, I'm more of a... Uh, uh, what I do is more like a fresh blueberry muffin. You know, it's got about it's got about three days. Right. <laughs> in, in, in muffin years, it's got about three days. Right. So whenever you do a television show, um, or you do a movie, although a movie, a movie can have a longer shelf life than a television show, but a television show is going to last a year, maybe five in Duke's case, seven and Smallville's case, 10, right. uh, but it's, it's going to stop. And when you do a television show, you get, you get paid a nice amount of money, which if you're stupid, like I've been, uh, but not anymore, I've turned that corner. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, you, when you make a lot of money, uh banks will loan you money because you don't need it they will not really loan you money if you need it right so when you're when you're making six figures a year you you have six figure actually if you're making six figures a year you probably have seven figure debt right uh and then when that stops The part of that that goes away is the six-figure-a-year income. Guess what's remaining?
0: I'm going to say it's the (laughs) debt. (laughs) I'm going to take a leap here and say it's the
1: debt. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. So it's bad. It it gets, you know, it's bad. That's bad stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to fall into that uh, because you think when you're young, when you're at the tips of hazard, your, your your first run, which a lot of people only get one. Right. Not not a lot of people are as tenacious as I am. Uh, so, a lot of people wind up with a uh, a five year run or a six or even a ten year run, making incredible money. And really, the, the more money you make, the worse this is for you. Because if you're making, I mean, what the folks on Friends were making a million dollars an episode apiece, right? So they're doing twenty two episodes making on the surface over $20 million a year and, and 35% or so goes away to other people. And then there are taxes involved if they're not in any sort of a business. And then it stops. So what do you do? You, you hawk beauty products. I mean, that's I'm sure that makes something, but not certainly not what you made when you were, mm-hmm doing the show so it's a it's a really hard thing uh, and i'm not i'm not crying in my beer don't let anybody think i'm crying in my beer this is just the nature of the business sure uh and it's also the nature of any business nature of a restaurant you know restaurants don't slow down they close stores don't really slow down unless you're you're really really trying to hold that boulder 100 yards from the top of the hill with one hand while you're trying to sell something on eBay with the other hand, right? no things just sort of stop and they stop because, uh, the debt, the debt is much bigger than the income. So I understand it. I I don't lament it. Uh, I will, I will beat it. Uh, and I think we just, we just pulled something off this weekend that, uh, that will help us do just that because our next festival will be bigger. And our one after that will be bigger than that, um, because now people know we mean it. Oh yeah, and you can do you it. Know, You've proven you some can do it. Out there, yeah, and and that uh, that we're willing to work hard enough to get it done. Right. You know, there were people out there that were saying, "Oh, Kid Rock's not coming to Holden." There's no way, and. Uh, And the great thing about the internet is everybody has a voice. And the terrible thing about the internet is everybody Everybody has a voice, voice, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Because you know, everybody doesn't need need to be heard. I believe they have a right to be heard, but you know, folks, some folks out there should just be quiet. (laughs) Let other people talk, (laughs) right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you know, raise your hand. Right. And and maybe I'll pick on you, but but don't 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 uh, take advantage of that. Absolutely. Yeah. It just free speech, which we have, you know. Yeah. So, so well, I'm excited about the future. Good, because, like I said, I think I—I I, I finally have some traction. I'm not running. in great words of the wonderfully talented Billy Joel. I had a, he had a—he had a song called "Running on Ice." Oh yeah. I'm not running on ice anymore.
0: And that's great.
1: Uh, I'm not a speed skater yet. But I am moving forward. I, I think I can beat the Zamboni now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> you mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a flip side of that. You know, we talk about the money part of it and, and how challenging all that is. Is there something, though, nonetheless gratifying in the fact that, and I guess this weekend is proof of what I'm about to say, that you create something that has an enduring nature, that you're involved with the Dukes of Hazard so many years ago, really, And it lives on Smallville and Superman, which is part of Smallville. Obviously it lives
1: on totally gratifying. So wonderfully gratifying. Um, In fact, this year at the extravaganza, I was on my cart going from fire to fire and thing to thing. And, uh, but a a couple of times I, I, when there were people just one or two people off walking somewhere, I'd stop and say hi. And they go, Oh, you know we we would you sign our our general lee for our 6 year old right <laughs> nice. and i say sure where is it and it said, it's in the car so this one couple it was great i i uh had my security team with me you know i felt all important and i said hop in and you know show me where your car is so i i rode this gal out to her car her husband walked over there and got their general lee out for their 6 year old uh and i signed it for him and it was it was so great to be part of uh, a stranger's life, and now they're not a stranger anymore. Right, uh, made a connection. And and yeah, and to have to have people that you don't know smile when they see you, and have it be a guessing game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're Smallville. <laughs> right. You're smiling because of Jonathan. You're looking at Jonathan Kent. Uh, or you're looking at Jim Crier. you're looking at Bo Duke or, or, you know, it becomes a, a wonderful game and what an honor to be able to play it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Which which raises the other question about these shows. And, and I mean, obviously it's just a few that, you know, that were you're like the regular on that I can ask this on. I'd love to get your sense of the, the ongoing appeal, what it is about. Let's start with Duke's. What it is about Dukes that's so so long? Again, it's it's a silly show in some ways. You know, you could look at it as just oh, like lots of stunts and all that stuff on its surface. And yet, here we are in 2019, and it's still something viable. Yeah.
1: Why is that? Why and do you thousands think? It's, of people show up. Yeah. I think it's because because I hear people say why they love it. Number one thing they say is I used to watch that show with my grandparents every Friday night. Nice. Or I used to come home from school, next generation. I'd come home from school and I'd watch it with my uh, my brother and sister. Uh, or I remember sitting underneath the coffee table pretending it was the General Lee um, with my parents, with my grandparents. There, there was a real sense of family at what well, they used to call it, appointment television. So there was a real sense of family getting together with a TV. They ate on a Dukes of Hazzard TV tray. Right. Drinking out of a Dukes of Hazzard cup. They brought their Dukes of Hazzard lunchbox with their thermos with grandma's recipe for soup in there. So it was a unifying element of their family just watching the show because everybody watched it at the same time. uh, Which we've lost a lot of now with people can just watch whatever they want. Whenever they want, oh, and I think usually they do it alone. Yeah, which is kind of sad. I mean, you can't turn to somebody and say, "Wasn't that amazing?" Uh, so that's one thing. But the other thing is that on our show, there was a tremendous sense of community. Uh, we had friendships, and we knew we needed them. We we knew that we couldn't get through the day or the, the episode. <laughs> We knew we couldn't get through the day without our without the help of our friends, uh, and we knew that they needed us too. Right. So we felt like we belonged somewhere, uh, and we did. We couldn't save the orphanage if somebody didn't stop the police car, and, and, and we just we needed everybody. Right. And I think we've lost a lot of that now too. You know, we're in a society now where people sit with their. They're friends, and they text other friends that they're going to ignore at the next meal.
0: (laughs) It's very true. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely, There's a disconnect. With all the connection we we have, there's a disconnect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have everybody at our fingertips, and we ignore everyone who's within our real fingertips. Yeah. Uh, A lot of the time. Not all of the time, but it is, if you think about it, it's much more unusual to see a, a table of people in a restaurant speaking to one another. Than it is to see a table in a restaurant where everybody's got their head in their damn phone. Yeah, it's true. Even the parents, shame on them. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm guilty. Oh, I think we're all guilty of it. Sometimes you just got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So so. Dukes didn't have any of that. Smallville, again, a sense of community or a sense of more of a sense of family that the family needed to stick together in order to get through the day, through the episode. The love of the family was important. Uh, traditions of the family, working the working the ground, uh, and the fact that I played a, a, a guy who had to milk cows or take care of the cows on the farm, I think was very important and, and actually helped in making the fact that our teenager could throw the tractor over the barn believable yeah you know that our our uh unusual son was really a special needs child from another planet yeah i not uh, thought of that but and you're it absolutely was right perfectly yeah. believable yeah perfectly believable somehow
0: and i think the magic of what you did with jonathan kent and and annette did as, as martha kent you know, people forget that at the core of Superman is the moral upbringing. It was the morality that was instilled into Clark Kent by the Kents. They're the ones who are responsible right. for Superman not taking over the world, but just doing what's right because it's right.
1: He came here strong. We made him moral. Yeah. Uh, we gave him a conscience. Or we fed the one he had. Or it could have gone horrifically wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that was so wonderful about Smallville and and, uh, uh, we have to take, Annette and I and Tom really have to take credit for this, is we constantly reminded ourselves that there was no such thing as Superman. So we had no idea where this was going. We had not read the book. We'd not seen the television show. Uh, Superman did not exist. this was our son Clark right uh, So we did not know the end from the beginning and that's really important because otherwise you start thinking about you you, you take some of the import away from the moral dilemma. You take some of the imp, just and, and maybe a uh, on the surface silly one about why I wouldn't let him play football. For so long, because it wasn't fair—not because he was Superman, but because he could kill somebody. Yeah, and he was also ridiculously impervious to pain. He would—he would get an unfair lesson about sportsmanship, and that would damage him later. And it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now that was all written. Miles and Al had all that written, but it was written more like, "I don't want him to play football because he's going to hurt somebody." Period. Right. But the rest of it was, uh, you know, how how do you raise uh, how do you raise someone who can throw the tractor over the barn, and that is a that is a special need. Is that a we would we would talk to one another on the set and say, okay, is this a uh, an ability or is this a disability, and how are we going to treat this? Yeah, stray uh, vision or. or uh, I think for a while he could burn things with his eyes and, you know, what, what, what is this, this good thing or a bad thing? We need to harness this, how to, what, it, whatever it is, we need to harness it, but we need to make sure that we harness it for good. Uh, so I loved it. I loved Smallville. It seemed to really speak to our troops. I have lots of, lots of servicemen and women that say they've, they've binged watched Smallville in a, in a tent in Baghdad. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty heavy stuff. Seriously, you know, yeah. Yeah. R- r- when you left, I mean, was that your choice to leave? Did they say, well, we're kind of writing well, Jonathan out?
1: Oh, no, they they uh, like I said, business is owned. They, they didn't write me out. They killed me. Bam. Right. Um, no, I didn't want to go. Um, but I do think it was perhaps the best episode of the entire series. Great episode. Oh, it
0: was. Absolutely.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but now again, you don't know the end from the beginning. That was our hundredth episode. And during the fifth season, very few shows get past the fifth season. So they felt they had to do something to really get people's attention on the hundredth episode and, and killing Jonathan was it. Uh, and that's okay. I understand that there was no animosity. It was just part of what, uh, part of their plan Right. And then they kept going. Now, had they known they were going to go 10 years, I, I honestly don't think they would have done that that soon.
0: Right. I don't think anybody but expected that know. show to go 10 years. Yeah.
1: No, you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you do what you can. And then the, the, the practicality of that is that the longer a show goes, the, the, uh, the more the leads get. Yeah. So as, it would, they would have had to have paid me quite a bit more the next year and Tom quite a bit more than that. So it would not have worked out. Right. So they had to get that money from somewhere. I've so loved talking to you.
0: <laughs> I, this was but a lot I think I
1: have to go. I think I have to go.
0: I'm really sorry to hear it, but I've had such a great time talking to you. I really Oh,
1: me it. too. Hey, please tell people to buy, not buy. It's free. Get my app. If they want to know where I am, what's going on, just download the John Schneider app. But don't use it at dinner in a public place.
0: Unlike John, we want you to use your phone and we don't even care if it's dinner. Let your friends know about this podcast, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.